listening to Brother Elliot give his testimony. And uh, we, Isaac and I were talking, and we thought that uh, it would just be such and such group of us. See, those that, that want to be here want to be here. And if you can't drive in it, you're right where you need to be home. <laughs> right. It's not for everybody, but for some that is. Now, for me, it's, it's, it has to be really, really bad for me because I'm not like y'all, okay? Because when I wanted some weed back in the day <laughs> and I wanted something to drink, I didn't care how much snow it actually was out there. <laughs> yeah, so, 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 so I, I, I'm good. I'm good. You see, I'm not going to do like... A couple of those guys did at the Chiefs game, take my shirt off and coat off and do that. But uh, uh, what's amazing is there are people jogging in this. I'm like, wow. But you, we thank God for live stream. And, and for those that are home uh, looking at live stream. And Isaac's already thanked all of you for attending. It's, it's good. It's good. And uh, we've already prayed that you get here safe and get home safe. This is a message that, that always, uh, when we done, I think, doubt last week, doubt opens the door for 15 other of, of Satan's instruments that he can use. Doubt does that. You see, doubt, doubt opens the door for all those things. It's just like... Uh, you know, yesterday, most of you all watched the game, and some people are affected by the weather, some are not. And uh, if you start thinking too much about the weather, you can't play at the level that you're supposed to play. You know, that's just how it is. You start doubting, my hands are too cold, can I catch the ball, is the wind blowing? You start, it gets in your head, you know? And what amazed me is, and I may be wrong about the year. I think in 2016 or 2014, they had a game here. It was one degrees mm -hmm. here in Kansas City. All right. See, so after it gets so cold, it don't matter anyway. <laughs> as cold as you can get. <laughs> you see. And so, but we watched those guys, uh, the Chiefs, and we were all rooting for the Chiefs. But what would you like to be in Buffalo? <laughs> you know. And so, uh, but doubt. Is remember, it opens the door. It, it causes you to question yourself. There are some of you in here that have probably been very good students or would have been a very good student, but someone caused you to doubt. And once you started doubting yourself, then guess what happens? You start shrinking. And then doubting does the one thing. But, Brother Moses, Dowdy does the one thing that just drives me crazy. These people just, just, they just, they totally get on my nerve. Double-minded. Double-minded, folks. Get on one side or the other. She loves me. She loves me not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but a double-minded person, those people are the people who can cause themselves a whole lot of problems. You, you, know, uh, you can look at a job, suppose you got a new job, and you get into this new job, and I guess now they do it over the electronics, and, and you just know 
that, you're, that this is the job for you, you put in for this job, you get this job, and as soon as you get there, somebody comes in and says something or makes you think that maybe you're not qualified. And then you start doubting your skills. Oh, I've seen it happen. You start doubting your skills. You see, you're qualified and you can do it, but you got double-minded. Because you went in there, when you went in there and you signed up for that job, you knew you could do that job, you were qualified to do that job, or they wouldn't have hired you in the first place to do that job, but you got somebody, and it doesn't matter if it's a higher level, lower level, what level, started beginning to talk about how you're doing things. And then you start doubting the way you do things, but the way you've been doing things is the way you have been successful. Come here with me. You see, but you started doubting yourself, got double-minded, started doubting yourself, and now you've fallen prey to what they think of you instead of what you qualified of doing. Do you understand where I'm coming from? And this is in everyday life. I've watched it for years and years and years. I've watched people. Y'all need to hear me. I have watched people who were tremendously, tremendously qualified and able to do things, and, and God had blessed them to do these certain things, and then the next thing you know that that person, what, what happened to them? Well, you know they quit. They went on. You understand? Now, so here's what we're going to talk about. I want us to get it. There's no doubters over here. How can you be a child of God and influenced and empowered by the Holy Spirit and be doubting what God has gifted you to do? Are you with me? All right. And I'm going to tell you something. One of the things, and I'm just using this as a parable, okay? Say parable. Parable. Now, whatever you think about President Trump, he don't doubt himself. He don't doubt himself now. You see, there's one thing he ain't. He ain't doubting himself. Do you see what I'm saying? And so a lot of times people criticize other folks, but you can look at a person that may not have something you like about them but see the good. There's something you can get from anybody. Persistency. Consistency. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because here we want to be solid, you see. So, and, and one of the worst things, I don't know if I got it on here, one of the worst things that bothers me, and I'll go ahead with this one, is people who try to defend themselves when they say yes or no. No is a statement. Yes is a statement. And I've taught y'all that. So, see, so I don't care when someone asks me something, I say no, and I'm not going to go anything about Well, it may no, well, well, well. You asked me the question, I said no, no is the answer. Next. Are you with me? No, I, and you, people know me, and Isaac says, He'll tell you one thing about pastor, he'll call me pastor when he talks to me uh, in the pulpit, is if you call him and you got answers, don't call him. Oh yeah, and I'll get with you right quick. Don't call me if you got answers, all right? If you got answers, what you call me for? Because if you got answers and your yes is yes, don't call me and I say no, don't do that, and we debate, no, so no. I don't want, to, I don't want you to explain to me why your yes is yes, because when I say no, that's no is no, and we ain't debating it because you called me. Amen. Right? Because I'm not. Now, because there, you know where I got, now this sounds very hard when I say yes is yes, no is no. It cuts most of your conversation down, okay? 
And so I, you see, so I tell y'all, I walk as Christ, I talk as Christ, I think as Christ, I have the spirit of Christ within me, right? So I want to be like Christ, right? Well, let's see what Jesus says, what you should say. Matthew 5 and 37, let your communication be, yay, yay, nay, nay. Whoa, I'm like Jesus then. Jesus said, let your conversation be yes, yes, no, no. Mm-hmm. All right? For whatsoever is more than these cometh of evil. Because the next thing, if you go too far, and all of you in here done done it, you done got caught up into somebody, instead of saying yay or no, and letting it know, stay no, you got in a conversation with them, and the next thing, evil got up, and y'all done fell out. Come on here, say amen to that. You see? Or you got with somebody, you said yes is yes, and they said no, you got to compromise with them, and now you're mad at them because they didn't agree with you, or you didn't agree with them. And Jesus said, your yay should have been yay and out of there, or your no should have been no and out of there. Because if you keep on talking, somebody gonna get their feelings hurt. Because you know, because you all know I'm right about everything I ever think about, I'm right. How crazy does that sound? Sister Gwen has a different opinion in something than I have. Thank God, inside of our house is all painted. They were done when? Wednesday. Right. It looked okay to me the way it was. Yeah, it looked okay to me the way it was, right? And so, so her, that's her and Isaac's project because they work together. You know what, my, my John, John, we're going to get to house painted. Yes. That's what you want. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, they got the color. This is the color. Okay, looks good. Yes. <laughs> uh, right, right. Right, you understand what I'm saying? And there, it was no problem at all because her yes was yes, and I was like a guest in the house and went upstairs. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Because, it's no, because it makes no difference to me what color the walls are in the house. So why would I debate? Come on in. Some of you have done it. It's set in here have got in debates over stuff that you didn't really care about anyway. If she would have said yes, you should have said yes, it's good with me, or no. So here's what we're talking about here. There's too much talking. We talk too much. Yes and no. You see? Now I'm going to say parable. Parable. This big thing they got going now all over medication, or let's say the flu shot. Some people say, I'm not going to get the flu shot because I have a uh, what do you call it? Reaction. And so they want to tell everybody not to do it. These people over here has never got the, got the flu shot and they never had a reaction. This guy says, yes, I'm taking it. That's okay. This guy says, no, I'm taking it. I'm not going to debate. Is it working for you? Yes, good. Is it working for you? It's good. But don't come to me and ask me, okay? Because let me tell you something. Let's do it this way. I'm going to be a doctor. They should get rid of strawberries. <laughs> They should get rid of all strawberries. Pastor Phil thinks they should get rid of strawberries. They should know strawberries and all that stuff. Ask me why. Why? I'm allergic to them. Get my point? Y'all are looking at it. You see? You get my point? Because I'm allergic to strawberries. You all shouldn't eat strawberries because you can break out and get a rash if you eat strawberries. Y'all should never eat strawberries. You see? Are y'all with where I'm coming from? Mm -hmm. We talk to much, okay? 
So here we go. We want, we're not going to be double-minded people up in here. How many of you believe it when pastor said, oh, excuse me, let's do it this way. How many of you believe this here? Amen. Amen. Greater is he that is in who? Me. Than he that is in what? The world. So why are you struggling? Because somebody says you ain't. You're double-minded. You're double-minded. You're either going to be this guy that he says, you're going to be this lady that he says, or you're double-minded. You make the choice. You see? Okay, so here's what we're talking. We're talking about a double-minded person. See, we stay in churches all our lives, and we hear sermons about all these folks and new this and that, and nothing is changing your personal life. Jesus Christ of Nazareth came down to the salvation, number one thing, and we, he told us that he would pray to the Father, and the Father would give us the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit would bring back to the remembrance, yes, of what he taught us and would be our comforter and empower us. All right, now, we are going to denounce the double-minded spirit in our lives out of Christ Temple North members. No more. We're never going to be no, no more. You see, do you think you're pretty good looking? Somebody call you ugly, why are you looking in the mirror again? I'm saying little simple things, but some of you all know that. You all know what I'm talking about, right? We either going to be it, okay? We're going to be on this side or that side. We're never going to debate anybody. Everybody's got a, you remember what they say in the street, I won't say it. Like, everybody's got an opinion. You remember that thing? Everybody, everybody's got it. Y'all done heard it before. Don't get it here, y'all. Everybody's got an opinion, right? You see? But their opinion shouldn't affect my life. Come on here, say amen to that. Amen. Well, maybe it affects some of you. Don't say amen, because some people, maybe some people's opinion of you really do affect you. So the only people, I'm going to start over again so you don't get in trouble. God wants you to live a lie. Other people's opinion, when you are a child of God and you believe what the gospel says, should not affect your life and your attitude toward yourself. Amen. Period. Because with what do you know it a lot, not, there are going to be some people that don't like you. Do you know that? And then, don't y'all know, some of y'all successful here. You got nice homes, good jobs. Don't you know you got some people jealous of you? You see? And they want to tell you, well, I know how you got that job because. No, you got your job. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You, you got that job because you worked hard all your life. You done the things that you, what, was required of you to do to get to the place that you need to place. They don't just give you those diplomas in, in college. You had to work and get them. You understand? Did the Chiefs win yesterday? Yes. Did they give them the game or did they have to play the game? They had to play the game. And no matter what, how cold it is, you got to go take, get busy and play. Well, that's life. Okay? And I guarantee you, uh, they went out there, you see, to win. You see? And you couldn't go back in there and say, well, it was so cold. You should. No. Do y'all know why it's cold? It's winter. All right, here we go. Here we go. Now I'm done. <laughs> Not really. But anyway, a double-minded person is a shaky person. A double-minded person is shaky. Double-minded is what? Wavering in mind. That's a person who's wavering in their mind. Let the, listen to me. Now repeat it. I'm not saying this is who you are, but repeat it. Let this mind be in me. Let this mind be in me. This also. That's also. In Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. It's in here. So if I, if I have the mind, you say you're a Christian, 
you've been baptized with the Holy Spirit and you've been born again, then you have a new mind. Let this mind be in me. This also in Christ Jesus. Then guess what? I can't be double-minded. Okay. Being undecided. And one thing about our kids, I can say I love about our kids, Marco and Isaac, we never allowed them to be Hemi Hall. Even as little kids. You either yes or no. You're going to eat this or not. And so they, to this day, and Isaac's worse than me. You all just don't know that because he fakes it. But anyway, but yeah, just you, yes and no. He doesn't like conversation. No, he doesn't really. It's either yes or no. When we were at the table, are you going to eat this? Yes or no. And then now they do. They go up in the cabin and get something else. Yes or no means you're going home. But anyway, so <laughs> I'm going to eat not. But yes or no. Because in life, decisions have to be made that are yeses and noes because you have to make that decision immediately. All right? You can't go around like some of the people that you all watch this year and think, can I catch the ball or not catch the ball? Go ahead. They know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Being, That's right. You all know that. Once they missed that, they started dropping them. They started thinking, can I catch it or can I not catch it? No. I can catch the ball. I've been doing it all my life. I can do this. Because once you get double-minded and you begin to think about things, you know what's getting ready to happen. You're going to start doubting yourself. And when you start doubting yourself, you're going to start dropping stuff. That's a fact. All right, here we go. Being double-minded also means unstable in all his or her ways. And unstable. There's nothing once unstable in all their ways. You, you cannot trust a double-minded person. Let me go over here. You cannot trust a double-minded person because they're unstable in their ways, they're unstable in the way they think, and they're unstable in the way they process. You see? You know why over, almost over 50% of Americans wind up getting a divorce? Isn't that sad? That means what? They were double-minded when they said, I do. That's a double-minded person. Because if you're in there, don't be getting upset. I'm trying to teach you something. <laughs> I know some of y'all been divorced in here. Come on. You know, but you got kids and grandkids. You need to learn, to learn something. Double-minded. You need to make sure, make sure, since y'all looked at me silly, some of the married folks, I'm going to do it this way. Okay. To death do us part. Sickness and health. Huh? Rich or poor. So if I'm going to get on the guys, guys, so she gets sick, you said that you would be there. Oh, my wife is sick. What are you going to do? I'm going to stay there. Why? Because that's what I signed up for. If you double-minded, you're going to say this. Well, I didn't marry her when she's like this. But that's not what you signed up for. Am I doing all right? Yes. So we here, we're not going to be wishy-washy over here. We're not going to be double-minded over here. Yes or no. Make sure you know your yes is yes and your no is no. I looked up, I don't know what I mean. It is also someone who is constantly living in a state of compromise. Compromise. Somebody who lives in a state of compromise. Now I'm going to get you. Some, some of you have allowed people to come in your life and compromise you. And you compromise and you started compromising yourself to please them. Yeah, you have. I'm going to say it again because I didn't give my response. Some of you in here have allowed people to say things, 
to you and you compromise yourself, your belief, your integrity, and your dignity to please them. You see? But I didn't want to hurt their feelings. They hurt my feelings when they wanted me to compromise with them. You understand? Are y'all with me? Yes. Oh, you're learning something. Amen. You, you got the mind of who? Christ. So if you got the mind of Christ, what are you doing compromising to the worldly people? Amen. I'm asking you. Ask yourself if you have the mind of Christ, okay, but yet you're allowing yourself other people to say things to you and you compromise to those things. You got to ask yourself that. You walk around here and the pastor says it, Sister Lynn uses it all the time, greater is he that is in me that he is in the world, but now the world has paralyzed you, got you thinking like they want you to think. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right. This is good teaching. I don't care if you like it or not. Yes. Let your communication, Jesus Christ of Nazareth says, be yay, yay, nay, nay. For anything more than that's going to cause you problems. Simply, NIV says, simply say yes or no. And when I say yes, is yes, no is no, because no is a what? Statement. Yes is what? A statement. So I'm not going to get in a, excuse me, a conversation with you and allow you to cause me to compromise myself. Do you understand? Yes. That's good. All right, wherever you want right. to go, I'm good. Uh, let's turn to James 4, verse 8, first from the Amplified, then the Voice. Come close to God with a contrite heart. All right, you got to come to God with what? Contrite heart. And he will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your unfaithful hearts. Now, wait a minute. He says, now, this is before we got saved. He said we're going to come to God with a contrite heart, and then uh, we're going to wash our hands, what? Of our, of our impurities, right? Right. And that's what this next one is. Yep, and purify your unfaithful hearts, you double-minded people. That's what he's saying. He said, you gotta go, we got to go to work. Yes. we got to get, get with God, purify, get, get our heart right. Mm -hmm. All right? Yes. You understand what I'm talking about? Yes. Get our hearts right. Because mm -hmm. we were double-minded, but we're not double-minded now. Because we're saved now. We're born again now. We're a new creature in Christ now. Old things pass away and all things become new. I've left that old double-minded man behind me. I've left that old, say this, ladies, I've left that old double-minded woman, lady, whichever you call yourself, behind me. Have you really? Have you really? Take inventory of yourself and ask yourself when you leave here today, have I really left that behind me? You see, am I still trying to please mama, daddy? You're grown. Am I still trying to please, hate to say it, am I still trying to please my husband? My wife, my friends, you see? If Gwen's 53, she's trying to please God. If she pleases God, it ought to be all right with me. If it ain't all right with me and she pleases God, then I'm out of line. Right. Come on here, then I'm out of line. Right, you understand what I'm talking about? It? Because we want to live the way Christ wants us to live over here. It's too much of that. We're not going to be the same people all the time, whipping and moaning and looking in the, getting stuff changed and doing all this stuff to make up and, and break up and all, we ain't doing all that. That's, that's too much work. It is what it is. Okay? All right. The voice puts it this way. Come close to the one true God, 
and he will draw close to you. Wash your hands, you have dirtied them in sin. Cleanse your heart, because your mind is split down the middle. All right, guess what he said? You gotta cleanse your heart. Your mind is split down the middle, right down the middle. Now that's something, but not us, because you can't have the mind of Christ and your mind be split down the middle. You see, my mind used to be split down the middle. But now that I've came to Christ and I have the mind of Christ, my mind is no longer split down the middle. Yes is yes. No is no. All right? And it says your love for God on one side and selfish pursuits on the other. Yeah, your love for God on one side. I love the Lord, but I'm pursuing happiness, and happiness is determined by happenings. On the other side. We're not going to do that here, right? Right. All right, we, we talk about a new year. We want a new year. Well, new years mean we got to do some work. Got to wash our hands of some things, purify our unfaithful hearts. We're, we're not going to be double-minded in 2024. We're going to make those changes. We're going to come into our life and make those changes. Some of you in here, I can look in here and tell some of you are, I can't see you, but God can see you because he's the one who gave the message. What are you doing? Man pleases is what I call them. People pleases. And you're unhappy making somebody else happy. That's insane. <laughs> you understand? Okay? All right. If God is happy, I'm happy. You understand? Mm -hmm. And as the King James commentary says, to be double-minded and not single-hearted or cold-hearted for God is a sin. It's a what? It's a sin. It's a cold-hearted? I mean, it's a sin. Mm -hmm. To be double-minded and cold-hearted, that's a sin. You see, it should be warm and a warm feeling. You see what I'm saying? Are y'all with me? Yes. Okay. And as James tells Christians who are double-minded, to pure your hearts, ye double-minded. James tells the Christians, pure your hearts, you're double-minded. You see? Great message. Never again will you ever let anybody intimidate you. Do you know who you are in Christ? How can people intimidate you? You see what I'm saying? You see, some people need to, now nothing wrong with this is me. Some folks like churches where the pastor's telling you what to do. I'm telling you what God told you who you are. This is Jesus talking to you. I'm just using it. I love it though. Yes or no? That's what he says there. Yes or no? You see, that's on you. That ain't on nobody can make you do anything unless you submit to it. Period. Period. They don't, they don't have the strength. Because greater is he that is in me than he's in the world. You see, how many of you are working? Just say amen. You all got jobs. Amen. So your boss doesn't like you. Really? This, I'm going to tell you a secret. You want to know a secret? There's somebody don't like your boss. Are you with me? That's what we're about. What, what, what are we doing? You see? Go ahead. That's right. A double mind is having in the mind opposite or opposing views at different times. Yeah, it's over here, over here, over here. You see, I'm, I'm using this as a parable. Now you have Republicans and Democrats, and there's another group called moderates. Is that what they call? Y'all got to help me. I don't know. It's moderate. Independent. Yeah, all right. So we're going to come up with, I got a new group there, we're going to be moderates, okay? All right. 
some folks is over here, some over here, and over here. And no, 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 no. Who are you? Be it. There's ugly in all of them. There's ugly in all of them. But see, what does God want me to be? Got where I'm at? The last part of this commentary states, to be double-minded is the same as having a double heart. To be double-minded, that's why I had that written, is the same as having what? A double heart. A double heart. You know what that means? Yes, I love you uh, when I'm with you. No, I don't love you when you ain't in sight. Some of you lived it. Some of you lived it, and some of you had it lived on you. Read that again, because I didn't get a response out of that. <laughs> like I want a response. To be double-minded is the same as having a double heart. Where's your heart at? You see, this one of one of the things that you have to be careful with: people that are shaky. You see, when you get with them, what's that? What's that bird that puts their head in the sand, and they tell up? We got. You all know who Mr. Revels was? Mm-hmm. And he was talking about some of you, some of the people in Christ Temple North. He said, Pastor, you know how you talk. Said, There's some good men in here, but you got some runners in here. And when he meant runners, he meant people you get with them, they run. Those are double-minded people. Are you with me? Oh, this is good, this is good. You all ought to walk out of here and never, ever, ever again be intimidated by worldly people on your jobs or with folks, and you will never compromise. You see, we do it in relationships, don't we? Yes. Yeah. You know, I told somebody once what happened to them. I said, what you've done is you had a list from one to ten, and you married five, and you went to this job, and here come eight. And you compromise for five. And then you left five for eight. Well, you probably should have waited till God blessed you and you got ten. You see what I'm talking about? Because we compromise, 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 compromise. Some of y'all not responding. You all got young kids in here. They're back there and they're back. You need to give them this lesson. How many people have compromised, young folks has compromised, that's got teenage girls pregnant? What did pastor say? Say, how many teenagers come by has got pastor? Pastor Phil says got teenage girls pregnant instead of saying she pregnant. Talk to your boys. Don't compromise. Talk to your girls. Don't compromise. We act like we scared to be parents in this day and time. You see? Yeah, right. You see, we don't compromise. No, your no is no, and don't don't never compromise to that. You see what I'm saying? This is what you're supposed to be doing. This is how we're supposed to be. Some of us wasn't taught this. And we've compromised. And look what it cost us. Okay? All right. If somebody calls you, ladies, and y'all the worst at it, somebody calls you the big thing, say, thank you. You see, I'm a bigger one than you thought I was. <laughs> you might want to get in trouble doing that, right? But, yeah. Oh, but I would say it. Ask my family if I would not say that. You see, there are people who I talk to and I counsel with, and I've been getting on them 
because they over talk, they want to overtalk me. And I said, hold it. You called me. Don't talk over me. Sister Gwen, you hear me up here getting on them. Uh, you're talking over me. You got, you got, you see, and most of them, don't get upset, is the 30-year-olds. Ask me why we, now, wait a minute, when you're in your 30s, nobody can tell you a whole lot, right? right. Guess how we know? We were in our 30s. Nobody told us a whole lot, you know? So I just kind of smiled and said, okay, you got yourself prepared for life. You think it is? And then, boom, it happened to all of us up here. How many has that happened to us since in our 40s, 50s, and 60s? Oh, the whole room made it up. So it took, you see, so I don't argue. I say, okay. Now, when you want some information, call me. Don't talk to me now. Because you want, you see what I'm saying? Because I'm not going to, it's going to be yay and nay with me. I'm not going to compromise. Thank you. I was reading, um, uh, going through some mail, and Elizabeth, my daughter Elizabeth back there, had wrote me a uh, letter, uh, uh, Father's Day. And it's one of the most beautifulest letters I ever had. One of these, if she ever gets upset at me, she back here, if you ever get upset at me, I'm going to bring it to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's one of the most beautifulest letters <clears throat> I ever got about being her pops, okay? But I won't compromise being her pops. I will be her pops until they roll me on wherever in, and I, you see? Because that's my daughter, I'm a, I'm a pops. You can't compromise that. And she's 30, in her 30s now, what she's saying is she hasn't outgrown that. You see? You see, well, when I was young, no, I'm still pops. And I read that and it touched my heart. I, yesterday, I think I read that. You understand what I'm saying? If you're going to be it, you got to be it. If you ain't going to be it, don't be it. Now, y'all want to hear what Pastor Fields does? If you got somebody in your life, everybody look at me, because this is how I am, so you know it. And they get upset at me and no one taught me, guess what I say to myself and to them? It's okay with me, because one time I didn't know you. My drummer's cracking up over there. <laughs> yeah, one time I didn't know you. I'm not compromising who I am for you. You kidding me? Because one time I didn't know you. And I'm better off in your life than you are in mine. And once you live like that, then you don't compromise with people. Think about it. Y'all getting some good teaching here. All of you all are. This is a life lesson here. All right? Walk in Monday. Some of you need to get some new jobs, maybe different careers, whatever you got to do, get, get it straight, what you're going to do, what you're called to do, put it down on paper if you can't remember it, and say, this is what's going, this is how it is. I am not going to compromise myself to please anybody. Amen. You see? We ain't having no conversation. Amen. Knows the answer. Okay. How many people would be alive today if they'd have said no, that had a choice? Mm. Yes. All right. So now let's turn to James 1, 5 through 8, unless you want to go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah we can go somewhere. We can, we can do it because everybody's home warm. They don't want to get out, so go ahead. I was going to All skip. right. <laughs> if any of you lacks wisdom to guide him through a decision or circumstance. Here we go. 
This is y'all's pastor's prayer. I pray for spirit. There's two types of wisdom. The wisdom of things that you've learned with behavior, like some of us were talking about what we learned on the farms and all that kind of stuff. There's, that's, a, that's a wisdom. But then there's another wisdom that comes from on high, and that's that you ask God for it. And then, of course, there's anointed wisdom. So if you lack in wisdom, okay, you need to do what? Ask of our benevolent God. Ask God to give me wisdom. I'm going to ask God to give me wisdom. And some people in here, and I'm not going to look at you, think I'm talking to you. You need to ask God to give you wisdom so that you quit compromising. Quit being double-minded. Wisdom is not double-minded. You need wisdom will keep you from being double-minded. He gives to everyone generously and without rebuke or blame, and it will be given to him. If you ask God for it, he'll give it to you. God, I don't want to be a person that compromises. I want to know the truth. I'm asking you to give me the wisdom, the farsight and the insight so that when I say yes, my yes is yes and my no is no and it's coming from the wisdom of God. Scripture, in all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. That's wisdom. I've got to look for a job. I want God to direct my path on which way I got to go. I got to go to the doctor, direct my path where I go. Should I get the operation, direct my path where I go. In all thy ways, it says, in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. I'm going to do some investment. Should I invest here? I'm going to buy a house or should I buy here? Should I buy now? Should I buy later? I'm going to get a call. I want God's wisdom to deal with me because if, see, and many of you in here, have you ever went to buy a car? And you, and you know how much you could pay for? Right. Yes. Because some of you done it in here, and you know, you'll think I'm talking to you. All right? And you knew how much money you had, and you wind up getting some, yeah. a lemon, because you compromised. But if you had had the wisdom of God, God would have said, no, not that. Mm. Okay. Mm. All right? It can be houses, cars. Medication, everything. Ask God to give you wisdom. Right. So you're not wavery and double-minded. Okay? Right. And in verse 6, you must ask for wisdom and faith without doubting God's willingness to help. And, but you've got to do what? Ask for God's wisdom and what? Without. Without what? Doubting. You can't ask for doubting. You see? When I ask God for wisdom, I don't doubt him. This message was hard for me because I didn't know how I was going to put it together. Right. I, I prayed and prayed and said, Lord, put this together because it sounds like I'm doing doubt and double-minded the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But God's wisdom has put it together. Yes. And you're learning something, aren't you? Yes. Right? You and see, the, oh, this, see our, our brother, our brother, got it. he just got through testimony, giving a testimony. Mm-hmm. He said he woke up doubting. The pastor was going to do church, right? But wisdom said, you better get to church. You know how pastor is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was him talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? No, that's real. He's here because of wisdom. Weather caused him to doubt for a minute. Are y'all with me? But wisdom, wisdom said, no, you need to be in church. That's how it works. If it ain't going to work in little, it works in little things and big things the same. Okay? That's right. The key is that your request be anchored by your single-minded commitment to God. What kind of minded? Single-minded. Single-minded. Say it again. Single-minded commitment commitment to God. Now, don't say man unless you think about it. You're a child of God? 
right? You born again Christian? Is that right? Greater he is in you than he's in the world, right? You have the mind of Christ? Then you ought to be single-minded, devoted to God. For the one who doubts is like a billowing surge of the sea that is blown about and tossed by the wind. Double-minded, blowed all over the place. And y'all know some of those people. It's like, you want to tell them, you need to go. Because you're all over the place. Mm-hmm. Okay? And the message says, people who worry their prayers are like wind whip waves. I call them. Those people who worry their prayers, they pray. Mm-hmm. And then they worry about what they pray for. Mm-hmm. Years ago, there was a commercial. This is a cute commercial, Okay. And it was Thanksgiving, and everybody was praying, praying, okay, in, in the fan round table. And there was a little boy, and he was praying, and he was looking at the turkey like this. <laughs> he had one eye closed, but the other eye on the turkey. That's how some of you people may be praying. Well, right. <laughs> Got it? All right. Verse 7, for such a person ought not to think or expect that he will receive anything at all from the Lord. You ought not expect anything. Eight, here we go. Being a double-minded man or woman. Being a double-minded man or woman, unstable and restless in all his or her ways, in everything he or she thinks, feels, or decides. Mm -hmm. That's right. That ain't us. That ain't us. That ain't us. That ain't us. Eight again. Being a double-minded man or woman. We're not going to be double-minded. We're not going to be double-minded. Live stream people. We're not going to be unstable. You can't be a child of God and have the Holy Spirit inside you and be unstable. Or restless. And the worst thing is a restless folk. In everything... You think, feel, or decide. And everything you think, feel, or decide. That's a double-minded person. Yes. Mm-hmm. We ain't doing that. We're not that way, right? That's right. We, we can skip to something. Yep, to life recovery commentary. Okay. How many times have we scolded ourselves for making unwise decisions? How many times have we scolded ourselves for making unwise decisions? Mm-hmm. All of us have made the wrong choice that have led us into trouble. Mm-hmm. That's right. Because Ult- we were what? Mm-hmm. Double-minded, made the wrong choice. And let me help some of you out in here. Sometimes the right choice, look at me. Sometimes you say, I must have made the wrong choice because this is difficult. No, that's the right choice. Because God wanted to put you in a difficult place. Mm-hmm. That's right. You see, I don't know if anybody's ever done it but sometimes God will put a cleanup person in a job. Mm-hmm. That's a person that goes in. Mm-hmm. You all, I'll just give the name. There was a man called Hockaday. Mm-hmm. And when Hallmark was a company, uh, they brought Hockaday in. Mm-hmm. And he had came from the railroad. And Hockaday was kind of a real tough guy, right? Hockaday changed Hallmark Card's company into a corporation. And so all the people were all upset because they became numbers. You're a number in a corporation. You got a name in the company, right? But Hockaday got in there 
and he cleaned everything up. Too many supervisors, gone. Too many group leaders, gone. And, the, and a few years later, that's how he got Crown Center. So he brought that person in to a difficult place to clean up. Because some of you in here say, well, Pastor, this is a pl tough place God put me in there. He put you in there because you're qualified to clean it up. You see? So don't think easy, because sometimes God puts you in hard. Because you can handle hard. Are y'all with me? Yes. He puts you in hard because you can handle hard. All right? I, I, I watched that young man, uh, Mahomes, yesterday. And uh, I'm like, dude, fall down. <laughs> they pay people to run into people. But he wanted it bad, didn't he? Yes. He wanted it so bad, you'd have thought he was a fullback. Right. He ducked his head. And, no, he ducked his head. And the helmet flying in pieces out of it, that's what you wanted. But guess what he done? He showed the rest of those players on here, I want it this bad, and I can tell you don't want it as bad as me. That's right, man. So sometimes he puts you in a place to hurt, to do hard. But he's gonna, you're going to be victorious because you said to him, whatever you have for me in my life, I'm committed to it and I'm dedicated. So what, if it's hurt, yes. If it's hard, yes. If it's clean up, yes. I said it because I signed up for it. That's right. Uh, am, am I doing all right today? Yes. All right, all right, all right. So again, some of those made wrong choices will ultimately affect our relationship with God and with others. So it will do what? It will affect our, it will affect our relationship with God and with others. That's right. And let me tell you, hard sometimes will really affect your relationship with folks because some folks that you thought would be on the ship will jump off. That's right. Do you know something? You all probably don't know it. There's some people in, as brilliant as this guy is, there's some people in here who don't love him. Me. They love me as that, like agape love. You know what that means, you know, like brother Christian. But then there's some people here who love me like, really love the man. They love, they love Pastor Fields. Why would I be, well, that's expected. You know? I hope none of y'all in here. Are you with me? Do you know that some of you all are in a church that you thought you'd like better? And some have left like better, but they're not doing better because God said here. But there are some people years ago now, you all would know them here, left, we were called in Union Christ Temple then, I think, Brother Isaac, something like that. And they left, they said, well, I, I, can't, I just can't stand Brother Johnny because he's too raw. What does that mean? <laughs> Ain't no brother no raw in this book. When you talk raw. <laughs> this is raw here. Because it told us to shut up, say yes and no. Jesus said it. Wish I had a wrote it. Go ahead. <laughs> Again, when we ask God for wisdom, he is more than willing to give it. So this is going to be what you all going to do. You're going to ask God for wisdom. He'll give it to you. Because you've got decisions to make. That's just life. All right? And since God is the source of all wisdom, we can make fewer unwise decisions by turning to him so, for guidance. So we, we can make fewer what unwise decisions by turning to him for guidance. Because sometimes we make mistakes. We have, I had a lamp. I love this lamp, but it's been in my house for 
over 15, 15 years, 16 years. So, and then so it's not working. So it's a, the corner's kind of empty. So we went out to Nebraska Furniture to, to look for a lamp. And, and this one I got, I always get those things sell out, you know, last month. And so this lamp was gorgeous, you all. I'm telling you, it was gorgeous. And I would never pay this much for a lamp, but you know, uh, Gwen was all looking kind of, you know, smiley. And so I said, all right, so, so I thought I would get this lamp. I just love this lamp. I said, and it's, you know, $600 for a lamp, kind of pretty high. I said, I'll do that, because she, she got done the paint. I went over there, and it was, it was gorgeous. I said, this is only $600. And then she looked at me and looked again. Oh, $6,480. No. <laughs> but stay with me, stay with me. And so we went downstairs where us folks folks be leaving. Got a beautiful lamp for 200 what? $214. $214. I'm good. That's the, you know, flesh went up to the high dollar. Wisdom took me down to the river, to reality. Are you with me? Yeah, you see, and the one that I like, the way our furniture is, you wouldn't have seen the pretty part anyway, because the furniture's too tall. But you get what I'm talking about? He helps you in everything. I wouldn't go buy no six now. But you understand what I'm talking about? Helps us in everything, and we're both happy. And I'm real happy. That's right. In everything, and we do it. We'll tell you. We don't say this, but Sister Gwen and I pray about everything. We pray about everything. If I tell you all some of the breaks that we've got in our house that people came over and cut prices, Amen. it would stunt you. Amen. But if the Holy Spirit touched the hearts of the people who were doing the work. Yes. All right, I'm ready to go. When, when all right, we're... we've got two more sentences. In recovery, we are told to improve our conscious contact with God so we can better know his will for I, us. I want God's will for me, and I want God's will for you all. I want everybody in Christ Temple North to be successful. Mm -hmm. I want God's will for all of you. Mm -hmm. All right, keep going. And lastly, we are told this can be achieved by studying God's word and praying regularly. You want to achieve it? Study God's word mm -hmm. and stay in prayer. If you're not living the way God would have you living, you need to check yourself. That's what this whole message is about. Check yourself. Check yourself. Mm -hmm. Musicians can come up. Give me a hand clap. I think that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs>